0: Well, hello again, I'm Tony Payne. Welcome to another edition of The Painful Truth, the weekly newsletter and podcast where we take the truth of Christ crucified that we see in the scriptures and apply it to every aspect of our lives and ponder our lives and ministries as Christians in its light. Now, I don't know whether you're a Facebook person or a Twitter person or an Instagram person or how much time you spend on social media. About the most that I do these days, I have to say, is a bit of bored kind of lurking on Facebook, scrolling through, seeing what is happening, seeing if there's some old friends that I can see a photo of or something like that. But occasionally I see something that interests me and pause, and my eyes and ears pricked up recently when Matthias Media started teasing the imminent release of the new Two Ways to Live giveaway tract. This is very exciting. All that work that I've been doing and others over the last many months, probably 15 months, to revise the outline of Two Ways to Live and then to get the new tracked version, the booklet version of it ready. It seems like it's all coming to fruition and it's going to be released in just the next couple of weeks. And so Matthias Media were kind of posting about this, teasing this fact as they need to do as publishers. And people were making various comments on the post about how they often add in this or that when they're using Two Ways to Live or how they wish the wording was a bit different on this point or that point. And I did the unthinkable, the thing that I almost never do, and typed an actual reply. And here's what I said in part. I said, two-way sleeve is by no means perfect, but one of the best things about it is that it's essentially a framework for gospel conversation or presentation, not a prescribed form of words. So if the transition between points four and five seems a bit naff to you, David, that's me replying to David, by all means make it better as you use it, change it with the place of God's promises to Israel, Justin. If you'd like to include those in a conversation you're having with someone, by all means do so. Now, I did the unusual thing for me of posting this comment on Facebook because I'm really excited about the release of the new edition of Two Ways to Live for this reason. It gives me an excuse to make this point all over again and to go on about it. The reason that Two Ways to Live is so invaluable and important, I think, is that it provides something that no other resource currently does. It provides a simple, clear, biblically faithful, you'd say, gospel framework for Christians to use in a multitude of ways. It reaffirms and teaches in a clear and straightforward way the one unchanging gospel announcement that we've been given to share and to proclaim. But it then equips you to talk about that gospel and share that gospel in a thousand different ways. It's not a form of set words to kind of be trotted out on cue. It's a set of gospel bullet points to learn and take to heart and then not only trust in and live our lives on, but adapt and utilize and share in a multitude of different conversations and contexts. That's why Two Ways to Live is still so important, it seems to me, because it allows us to reaffirm that there is one gospel, a gospel that doesn't change, that we need to know really well. But then it also affirms that when we come to share and explain that gospel, we'll use all kinds of different words and the conversations will change. We'll start at different points. We'll have people with different questions and different issues that we have to address We can adapt and share the gospel with people in a multitude of different ways if we know the framework itself and what the gospel is itself really well. And the forthcoming edition, the booklet edition or the tract edition, as we might have once called it, is a pretty good example of that. It's just one of these possible uses of the outline. It contains the outline, it's in the booklet, But it's not that prominent in the booklet because the main purpose of this resource is to give to a non-Christian reader so they can understand the gospel. It explains the gospel in a fleshed-out narrative kind of sense. It's a giveaway booklet. And so the classic two-ways-to-live statements, the bullet points, God is the ruler of the world, he made the world, and so on, they're not really very prominent at all in the new design of the booklet. The focus is on the explanatory text that actually explains the gospel and on the graphic elements that illustrate them and the actual Two Ways to Live statements are used as a little inset kind of summary box at the end of each page. Now the new booklet has a number of other improvements that I'm really pleased to see. Uh, The design is a real update and improvement. I guess I'd describe it as modern classic. It kind of feels up to date and now, but it doesn't feel like it's trying too hard. Um, There are also new versions of the drawings that likewise seem to me like they feel like now but will last for a while, which is good. Uh, There's a reworking of how the text and the graphics interact on the page and where they're placed. And, of course, a revision of all the text, a reworking of all the explanation of the gospel as well. One thing that I might pause and explain, though, for those of you who understandably haven't followed the whole process with as much interest as I have the revision of the outline... There are really three main changes to the Two Ways to Live outline that are going to be reflected in this new booklet that's coming out in a few weeks' time. Let me just quickly tell you what the three of them are. Probably the most significant change is the shifting of the offer of forgiveness of sins from box four, that's the atonement point, uh, where it used to be, to box five, which is kind of the resurrection box. Now, I think this is quite a genius move. I certainly wasn't the one to think of it, but I really like it because it reinforces and strengthens the logic of the gospel because Two us to Live really builds towards Box 5. That's where you get to the essence of the actual gospel proclamation, announcement, the newsflash, that the crucified Jesus has risen to be the ruler and judge of the world and now offers forgiveness of sins and new life and salvation to everyone in advance of his return. Now, that's as close to a summary of the New Testament gospel nutshell as you can get. And box five is really where we get to that climax, that proclamation of that message And then if you work backwards from box 5, you basically get the logic of boxes 1 to 4 of Two Ways to Live. In other words, if you ask, how can the risen Lord Jesus bring forgiveness of sins and new life that's proclaimed in box 5? Well, you need to go back to box 4. He's able to offer forgiveness of sins because he died on the cross to take the punishment we deserve. Why do we deserve punishment? And what's that all about? From whom? Well, the fact that we're in line for God's punishment, for his judgment against our rebellion, that's what box 3, the previous box, says. And then if you then ask, what do you mean rebellion? What rebellion? We well, go back to box 2. We all reject God as our ruler and rebel against him. That's the doctrine of sin in box 2. And then if you ask, well, why is God our ruler? Why aren't we independent? Why is doing what we want wrong? Well, you've got to go back to box one, God being the creator of the world, the creator of us, and the ruler of the world, and the ruler of us. And so, although Two Ways to Live starts at box one and creation, it starts there because that's the first piece of the background knowledge, as it were, that you need in order to proceed through boxes two, three, and four, and eventually get to five, Where it all comes together and the real nub of the gospel proclamation occurs, with box six as the response. Now, speaking of box one, that's the second significant content change that the new outline uh, contains. We've added in the idea in box one that God's creation of us and of everything calls for a response, a response of thanks and honour towards Him, in a kind of way that Romans one and other parts of Scripture teach. And this strengthens then what happens in box two. It lays the groundwork for the transition to box two more effectively. That instead of responding to our creator and ruler as we should, that is in honour and thanksgiving and submission to him in that sort of sense, we reject him and ignore him and go our own way. That's the second significant tweak that I think improves the outline. And the third main improvement that many people will notice is a change in the Bible verses that we're using with boxes two and four. So in the past Two Ways to Live only used New Testament verses because it was written in those ancient days when people carried little New Testaments around with them and pulled them out and explained verses to people and passages as they were speaking about the gospel. Now those days are gone and we thought it was a good opportunity to use one of the great texts of Scripture in a way that not only better communicates, we thought, the ideas of box two, but enables you to tie boxes two and four together really nicely. So in box two, we quote the first half of Isaiah 53.6, We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way, which is a lovely description of the concepts of box two. And then in box four, we quote the whole verse, We all like sheep have gone astray, each of us has turned to our own way, And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. So those are the three main changes to the outline or framework itself. And they're, of course, reflected in this new booklet edition that's about to come out. And I'm pretty excited about that booklet being released because it's such a sort of Swiss army knife of evangelistic resources. You can use it in so many different ways because evangelism, as you know, almost always involves multiple conversations, multiple touch points with people, multiple interactions. And the new Two Ways to Live booklet is so useful at so many different points in that process. It's the kind of thing, for example, that you could just give to a friend to spark off a conversation. You might have had a few chats about gospel or Christian-related things and you say, well, look, this little booklet really contains the nub of what I believe. Have a read and then maybe we can talk about it. Or if you've just had a really interesting and good conversation with someone, the booklet is a great way to follow up on that. This little booklet summarizes a lot of what we've just been talking about. You might find that interesting to read. It's a useful tool, of course, just as a giveaway sort of follow-up resource to use at evangelistic talks or events. And so having invited someone along to a, a talk or some kind of evening or dialogue meeting or any kind of evangelistic event, It's a great thing to give to people to take away with them and say, look, this little booklet fleshes out and summarizes pretty much what we've been talking about today. It's something that you could use if you run evangelistic courses, um, whether it's the Introducing God course or Christianity Explored or whatever sort of course that you use as part of your evangelistic ministry. You can use it as a summary at some point in the course that pulls together what you've been doing over multiple weeks and presents it in one simple package that people can take home and read and ponder and then come back again and discuss. It's a great little gift to use for newcomers or visitors who come to church as part of a welcome pack. It kind of says this is the gospel that we believe at this church and if you want to come here and visit us and know what we're about, it's it's all in here. It's a great tool for door knocking or visiting, for dropping round to people in the local area as a gift and then having a conversation about and so on and so forth. It's a little Swiss Army knife of evangelism. You can use it in so many different ways in so many different contexts. Although I'm not sure we're allowed to carry Swiss Army knives anymore, I believe. Where I live anyway, carrying a knife of any kind with you, concealed on your person, is now an offence. Unless you're carrying it in order to cut food or fruit. And true story, I know of a friend who really wanted to carry his Swiss Army knife with him and thought that it was outrageous that he wasn't allowed to, so he always carried a piece of fruit with him as well so that if ever he was stopped, he could say he had his knife with him in order to cut fruit. But back to two ways to leave. I'm really looking forward to having it as a little Swiss Army knife resource that I can carry around with me in my briefcase or in my backpack. And as of November the 1st, I'm told, the official worldwide release date will all be able to do that. Mind you, if you'd like to see the new Two Ways to Live booklet, and the new outline and the new design and the new fleshed out kind of presentation of the gospel in that booklet, you don't have to wait until November the 1st. I've been able to get hold of a PDF review copy from Matthias Media and they've given me permission to distribute it just to... Readers of the Painful Truth. So, if you'd like to check out the new Two Ways to Live booklet, look at the new design, see what the new text is like, and assess whether it's something you'd like to use in ministry as a Swiss Army knife, then you can download a copy of this PDF review copy. And in order to do that, you'll need to go across to the text version of this episode over at thepainfultruth.online. And if you just scroll down to the end of the text, end of the article, you'll see a link where you can click and download the PDF. So to check it out in advance and to see what the new booklet is like, just head over to the website, navigate your way to this episode about the Swiss Army Knife of Evangelism, and scroll down in order to download that PDF. Now, the Gospel and Two Ways to Live and all that kind of stuff has been a bit of a theme here on The Painful Truth over the past 12 months or so. Perhaps understandably enough, it's been in the forefront of my mind. And hopefully thinking a lot about the Gospel and what it is and how we share it is something that's important and that we should have been talking about anyway. You'll find a bunch of posts if you stroll back through The Painful Truth over the past 12 months or so on this topic, on what the Gospel really is on what it means to have one gospel that hasn't changed, that we keep proclaiming, even though the form of that gospel and how we explain it will keep varying when we meet different people in in different contexts. So what does it mean to have one gospel and yet for it to be expressed in different ways? I've had some articles about that um, and about the whole process of revising and thinking about the gospel outline of Two Ways to Live and why we've changed it as we have and so on. If you want to chase up those articles... In the text version of this article, if you go across to the painfultruth.online uh, I've listed all the links to those articles at the end of the text version of this piece. So if you go and find the text version of the Swiss Army Knife of Evangelism, you'll find all those links there. And I hope you enjoy chasing them up. And I've made sure that they're all unlocked and open for everybody to look at as well. So you can share those links with anyone you like and use them in whatever way would be helpful in your groups or in your ministries. Well, thanks once again for being here at The Painful Truth. I'm Tony Payne. Bye for now.